Hi, welcome to the Drone Group podcast, where we talk all things drone, from news and reviews to business advice and regulations within the industry. Join Lee Castledine and Andy Fee. Hi guys, today we'll be chatting with Scotty Barker, Head of Team Performance at the Brisbane Broncos. We will chat about the importance and use of drones in their training regime. Hope you enjoy. Excited about having Scotty in here talking about how the Brisbane Broncos, one of the top tier NRL teams, is um, using making use of drones for their um, for their sporting analysis. So it's a pretty exciting thing. Uh, get a few things out of the way today, guys. Um, we'd like to thank Zip for helping us with this episode today. Own it now, pay later, which comes in pretty handy because um, pretty soon we've got the Mavic 2 coming out. So I hope uh, you get excited about that, guys. Um, there's a few um, few things coming out with that. A one-inch sensor, which seems to be pretty interesting. That could be something uh, you guys might utilize, you reckon, mate? What do you reckon? Yeah, definitely. Down I mean, the track. Especially when we uh, travel all over the shop during preseason and, and don't just travel uh, train at Red Hill. Oh, of course. Yes, exactly right. Um, so there's a few, so that kind of stuff coming up. And look, you know, if you guys have got any questions today, we'd love to hear from you. It's um, it's a glorious day in Brisbane. So uh, let's let's get things started. Right, Scotty Barker, thank you for coming in today. Um, really appreciate it. This is a, you're actually probably our first guest outside of anyone from the Drone It family. So um, it's pretty pretty uh, pretty so special. I'm, I'm not in the family yet. Uh, okay, sorry, the immediate family. Okay. You're like a part of the, you're like a cousin at Lo- least, you know. Yeah, life goals. Life goals, mate. But, um, you know, stick around, getting getting close. We'll become blood brothers pretty soon. Um, mate, so how did you, so Scotty Barker decides to um, to 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 uh, get off the horse or put down the, uh, put down the tools or um, well, whatever it was that you were doing before this and go i'm going to get into uh high performance uh team sport analysis where did you start and very briefly of course we've only got 20 minutes that point to flying drones for one of the top teams in nrl right the short version oh uh, yeah sure let's go short short uh well, after finishing school, you know, I'd actually done some work experience with the Broncos back at high school and I enrolled in a sports science degree at the University of Sunshine Coast. Mm. And I thought, well, you know, my end goal here is to work at the Broncos. I wanted to, to I'd been a Broncos supporter all my life and a, and a rugby league person all my life. Um, I like the sports science, I like sports technology. And so I thought there's no one else I want to work for. I had no real idea how to, how to even get a job or whether jobs existed like that. So I thought I'd write a letter to the coach, um, which I did. Uh, I got a response. Yeah, right. He liked, he liked what I had to say in the letter. He said, just come along. Like an old school letter, not an email. No, an old school letter, handwritten, wow. handwritten letter. <laughs> I, I, can, I can still you know, vividly remember putting it in the, in the post box and thinking, well, I've only got one shot at this. And Mate, that's great. Um, that was 18 years ago. Yep. Um, yeah, and I sort of came along, I helped out, worked there two years for no money while I was doing my uni degree and over that time they gave me sort of more responsibility. Um, sort of at that time was about the time that uh, video analysis came in. Mm-hmm. Um, I was explaining to a group this morning that when I first started we did video analysis by two VHS 
um, recorders joined together. Oh, wow. So for those of you who remember what VHS tapes were. I do. Yeah, we'd put uh, the game tape in one, we'd put a blank tape in the other, press play on one and record on the other, and that's how we do our team meetings. Uh, and it was at that time that, that a, a Brisbane-based software company called Fairplay came in, and they were, they were very big in cricket uh, with the Queensland mm. Bulls, mm-hmm. um, which Lee would have been uh, very familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um and they came to us and wanted to do a rugby league uh, version. So thankfully, I spoke a little bit of uh, computer nerd and a little mm. bit of football. So I helped the, the Broncos understand how this technology could be used. And mm. I also helped the Fair Play guys to, to build a rugby league version. And, and that was sort of back in the early 2000s. And now it's the standard that all 16 clubs use. Mm-hmm. Um, and from there, you know, I just uh, was given more and more responsibility over time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as things have, as the way the world's gone, become, you know, more fascinated with technology and, and using these types of tools to look for that 1% in sport that we, mm-hmm. that we all strive for. Um, my role, my role has been, uh, you know, uh, more and more ingrained. Thus, uh, thus getting to the point where I am today at a, a full-time job as, as head of performance analysis. Two things I get out of that, which I think are really important and I reckon anyone else out there should take note of, is if you don't ask, the answer's no. Back yourself. Write a letter. Heck, do it. But make sure that. And also, look forward to the future. See where stuff's going in sports. See how you can make things better. And then you won't be a dinosaur that becomes extinct. So that's, I think that's really um, things that are that are important out of that. And I'm, I'm pretty sure... You're, you're continually looking for ways that the drone can be used better yeah, for abs- you guys? Absolutely. All technology, you know. Of course, um, yeah. The, the drone's obviously a, a big part of what we do these days, but I'm not sitting on my hands, you know, I'm out there mm. actively looking for what the next te- technology that we may be able to use to, to improve our performance. And I guess how you can integrate all that kind of stuff, the GPS, the, the, the drones and, and all this other stuff yep. can, that, that helps you guys um, get the best, best performance out, out of the boys uh all right so look we we did um have a few questions thrown out there by um by the masses and i really appreciate the responses that people did did give us some of them are a bit rude but that's all right it's going to happen you know it's the day and age we go and we won't go into those rude ones but um look i guess everyone would like to know uh, and i mean I, I was out there not long ago and I, I i did have quite a lot of um what i might class as drone envy um of 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 what you got going on on there um so um i'd like what what drone do you use out there scotty well currently we've got a matrice 600 pro yeah and that thing's a beast by the way and it's pretty big and you hear that thing go and you're like oh man it's gonna make a lot of noise it makes a noise that's super cool and it's super (laughs) like awesome and sleek and it's like night rider in the sky so the Matrice 600, um, what else? Uh, we've also got a Mavic Pro yep. that, that we were previously using. Um, before that, I used an Inspire 1. Mm. And I have a Spark. And way back in the day when we first started this journey with Lee, we got a Phantom 2. The Phantom Two, yes, yeah. the good old that, well, that, that's that's the, the, uh, the Phantom Two. That's the bird I started with as well, and and crashed a few times, and um, yeah, got it up flying again. But that that's pretty cool. So, mate, the the Matrice, like some people might say, that's overkill for for what you're doing. Um, 
I, I was a bit like, oh, gee, that, that's, a, that's a big rig uh, to be using for flying around. But what, was, what drew you to that? What were the, the, the couple of the key factors that said, you know what, this is going to work for what we do? Well, first and foremost, safety. You know, we've got $7 million worth of elite athletes running around. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, and everything I do is based around safety. I mean, you were there, you saw how we set Definitely. up. You know, we, we have signs out, we block mm. off, you know, basically 60 metres by 60 metres so mm-hmm. that no one can come near us. Yeah, um, but they tried, but we, yeah, we yeah, stopped them. Yeah, yeah, no, thank you for that. Oh, look, it, it was all right. I put my bouncer no, suit on. Number one spotter. Um, yeah, look... Um, previously with the Inspire, we had we had a, a bird strike. Um, mm. Thankfully, I did did see it coming. Um, got it well away from where the players were. The bird um, swooped it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Next minute, Inspire's on the ground, um, and you know, right from that point, it was it was a big wake up call that mm. hey, there, there's some real dangers here, and yes. you know, we did a, a, avoid a, a potentially decent accident yeah um, you know thankfully you know I, I was watching the spotter was watching we saw the bird take more interest in it um and then from that point um i've always ha- had you know e- either myself and a spotter or dual operator um primarily for, for that safety reason um why the the matrice you know it has the longer flight time um i average somewhere between 60 to 90 minutes wow flight, flight time a day um yes. You know, and, and to be able to have it up there, um, you know, we don't get really big ba- um, change over times to, to swap batteries. Um, so to be have the longer flight time is advantageous for us. Um, the redundancy, as I said, the safety much better, much more stable in the wind. Um, mm. And yeah, so far, you know, the birds, the birds come and have a look, and then they fly the other way. Definitely. Um, yeah. Again, just just. A combination of factors, um, you know, led me to, to go in that direction. Um, last probably um, is the, the camera, you know, to be able to have the zoom on the camera. Mm. I can fly at a much, much safer distance. Yes. Um, even though we have the... the um, uh, we have the 15 metre exemption, me- for, exemption for anyone involved the, within drone production. That's exactly right. Mm. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, I don't tend to go anywhere near that close. Mm. Um, like I said purely that if something does go wrong that I can get out of the way, land it safely, um, you know, and there's no risk to, to anyone involved. Um, yeah, the, the zoom on the camera, you know, to be, a, to be, to be able to, um, you know, put about a safe distance and then zoom in and still get a good quality picture out of it. Yeah, I was, I'm pretty well impressed with um, with that, the the camera on, on the Matrice. Is that the X, what is that, X5? Because it's not the X3, is it? Is it X3 Pro or something? Who am I? I should be a bit more onto that. Z30. There you go. So it's the Z30. So a couple of things that I reckon come out of that is definitely um, doesn't matter who you are. Safety is paramount with with drones. And also that things can happen. Wind, birds, trees, something. There is always some kind of variable that can get you... um, a little unstuck when you're when you're flying drones and when you least expect it. So expect anything and prepare for it. And prepare for it. Yeah. And then, you know, it's and more than likely it won't happen. 
So um, so that's a good thing. All right. So now, do, do you think you guys maybe had set a standard? Now, what other NRL teams would be using this this sort of uh, the the drone technology, or was was the Brisbane Broncos was Scotty Barker sort of the, the first person to initiate this kind of move? Um. Well, from what I know, we were one. Of, we were one of the first to, to introduce this back in mm. 2015. Um, we did that with the the Australian team, mm-hmm. um, and then introduced it with with the Broncos with the help of Dronet and, and Lee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe now there's there's probably six to seven NRL clubs that I know using it effectively okay. on a day to day basis, and mm. they're ranging from you know the Phantom Threes to the Inspires. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and using it fairly successfully. Yep. Um, like anything, it, it's it's a resource thing. Mm. Um, drones aren't cheap, especially mm-hmm. Matrice six hundred pros, and especially not all the batteries you have. Uh, too. Yeah, that's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that case is, yeah. you need a you need a trailer for that case. That's that's exactly right. So look, you know, again, we've all got budgets and and, and mm. di- different agendas, and some clubs spend their, their money on different technologies. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I said, yeah, there's there's a potentially fifty percent of the NRL using it on a day to day basis for for their analysis. Do you do you talk much with the other guys? Do you talk drones with the other guys at a game or, or yeah, a like couple, a couple of the other guys that, that have been around a, a long while that I get on well mm. with? We might uh, cross paths at a game and, yeah. and you know sort of have a yarn about you know just things in general. And yeah, if drones come up, you know, you know, are, are you getting harassed by Joe Public? Uh, you know, yeah. have you had a bird strike? You know, yes. think things that, that we all you know the similar problems that we may run into together of course now um so obviously the matrice 600 has a very large footprint um and also all of its accessories so that i could imagine unless you're, you're driving around on a team bus would be you know you can't really throw that on the plane check that in through through Qantas and and, and take it through the lounge with you so you're on the road what's your go-to drone yeah the mavic pro and which is one of my go-to drones, and the workhorse, an absolute workhorse uh, in the drone at family. It's always, it's always number two drone. They say that we take onto a job, but just quietly, I think it's drone number one. So um, I'm pretty stoked with it. Okay, um, so uh, what about? Have you had any trouble with the players? What did the players think of this drone going around? Because I can imagine. I know what uh, when I started flying drones, or people were like, whoa, whoa, you know, whoa, wow, and this and that. And some people were like, what do you think you're doing? But how did the boys take to it? And did they? I'm, I'm, I'm sure they're professionals. Did it sort of? Did they t- just go knock it out? Because I can imagine. <laughs> I mean, these guys are used to playing in front of 50,000 people roaring at them. They're probably pretty easy to, to switch on into the zone. But did it sort of – how did they take to having that drone there? Uh, I mean, initially, you know, before we even put the thing in the sky, I did a fairly thorough safety briefing with them and mm. explained, you know, this is not a toy. These are the reasons yeah. why we're using it. So <laughs> that, went, that went in one ear and out the other ear and, you know, we got out on the field and, you know, I'd made it pretty clear that, that don't even think about kicking anything towards it or whatever. But I also made sure I didn't fly it within range of anyone being able to do that as well. Um, so well, you basically told them what they were going to do. Yeah, yeah. I called them out on it. <laughs> called I called them out, them out on it. And, you know, they are like big kids. So mm. um, I knew it was coming at some stage or whatever, but you, you're just aware of it. They're, they are like little kids. You can see when they're about to do something stupid. So, <laughs> so you kind of you kind of preempted and and put it put it high and wide and and then they get bored and forget about it um 
you know, I think they thought it was a bit of a gimmick at the start. Mm. Um, but when they saw it back, the footage back up on the big screen, I think it all clicked with them um, as to, yeah, geez, this is next level. This, you know, can be really beneficial. Mm. Um, so then there was a good buy-in, um, you know, with, with the players. They mm. really respected it. Uh, these days, um, there's a couple of the guys that have their own um, Karmas or, you know, Mavics and things yeah, right. like that, that, that do their own Vlogs and yep. um, whatever else. Um, and they're, they're really interested in it. Mm. You know, they, they come and ask, you know, genuinely good questions about flying and, and safety and, and, you know, photography and all those kind of things. So Yeah, great. Um, you know, I think as the generations go on and the, these guys become a little bit more te- technologically au okay, that, um, you know, mm. the respect is, is almost there. Yeah. So, all right. So the the players they're 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 one part of this. The coaches and I guess also maybe the the board and everyone else that has a, a real big investment in the brand. What did they think of it? Were they very receptive? Did you have to jump over a few hurdles to get this? And say once you did, was there that one moment when you were yet yeah, sweet? We got them. It's good. Um. Well, there's always been a you know an initial pushback with any sort of new technology but thanks, mm. thankfully the, the broncos have got a, a very forward-thinking board that that's open to these yes. ideas and that mm. you know if you can if you can go to them with a good business case and show them the evidence mm. then they genuinely consider it yeah so you know i, I I'll just someone think hi james thanks for trying to creep in and, <laughs> and not be noticed or anything like that that's all right brother um yeah so i mean yeah you know, this originally was a pun on my behalf. I mean, mm. I I own all these drones myself. Yeah. Um, and, and then, you know, then I can go and do work outside of that, you know, mm. For, mm. for companies like Droned. Um, you know, and then there's no conflict of interest. Of course. Um, but yeah, to, to, to get the Broncos across the line with the training and the insurance and, and mm. how we're going to actually use this technology around training that, you know, I think there's a few raised eyebrows initially, but once, once, once they saw it, and once they saw how it to be used and, and the buy-in from the coaches and the players, then you know, we've, we haven't looked back. Well, I could imagine a team like the Broncos, they, they don't get as successful as they do by being narrow-minded and, and not receptive to, to what's going on. So well done to them and well done to you for, for that. So, all right. Now, what was one of you, now you would... What was one of the examples that you may, have, um, you may have used or what was a highlight for you using the drone? Um, was it always just been for the Broncos? Say, was there something else uh, that, that you used these, this technology for and got really good results from and, and got kudos from and um, maybe there was a bit of a story behind it? Um, well, we've tried a couple of different uh, sports, as I said, you know, while my background's in rugby league, you know, I've had a passion for all sports and mm. technology in sports and around sports and a lot of my mates, um, you know, involved in different sports. So, uh, over the years, we've, we've sort of done, you know, horse racing out for Queensland Racing there at Deegan. We yeah, did right. some barrier trials out there, that which which was pretty interesting, mm. um, you know, flying full tilt, chasing these horses around. <laughs> How'd the horses go with that? Yeah, um, you know, we've got some good feedback there, but again, sort of hasn't gone um you know too much past that you mm. know, again i left it up to, to the people involved at, at that stage i was sort of in my infancy of my uh drone piloting career if yeah, you right. like so I, I was there sort of flying the the, the camera in a dual operator setup mm. um uh, another interesting one was uh out at the the open air velodrome at chandler 
Um, mm-hmm. We did some some work for the QAS Pursuit cycling team, which okay. was really really fun. Yeah, um, they got some I really good. Got some great, great, not just great sort of um, uh, stuff for sports analysis. Was it for sports analysis? Yeah, yeah, yeah? absolutely for the for the cycling mm. coaches to oh, to look right. at look at their changes in uh, wow. when when they change position on the track. And um, again, previously, you know, using a fixed camera, they would never have got the the vision or the angles that that we could get flying the drone um, behind them. I guess that that's really quite interesting when we think of the cycling on like that. It's like fractions, fractions of a second make the biggest difference, as they do in with um with with, with rugby. It's a, it's a game of inches. It's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to, to quote uh, Al Pacino. Um, so that that's actually I didn't think about that. How interesting and how much more they can they can just go that slow it right down and go. Mate, you you know you you got to get your Zen and your Shaolin monk on with the uh, with the bike and get that stuff happening and just I mean wow yeah get everything to the to within uh, like I said microseconds. What about some? I'm I'm sure you would have got some cool uh, some some just some photography there. Did you get some nice aesthetic stuff there while you were there? Some top downs or some some nice shots back from the guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We always try and get get a you know a little bit of perspective while we're there and you know when we're setting up and and mm. things like that. So. Um, all right, so yeah, you you hang in in some very distinguished quarters, uh, sports wise. Now, apart from the Broncos, you've used the drones also for for some national sporting teams. You've used them for Australia, and you were touched on it before while we were pouring our coffee uh, earlier on this morning. That you've used it with 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 the English rugby league team as well. Yeah, that's correct. You know, uh, one of my other roles at the moment is head of performance analysis for the England rugby league team. Um, yeah, right. That's so quite a trophy cabinet you have there too, <laughs> mate, for yourself. Well done. Um, yeah, so at the, at the end of the year, um, go over to the UK and, and spend some time over with them and, and um, you know, analyse all their training and mm. games and things like that. And um, a couple of years ago there um, for the Four Nations, we we got permission to fly it at a few different venues throughout the UK, um, you know, which was a bit of a buzz, you know, especially doing it uh, um uh, at a facility right smack bang in the middle of, of London, which took a yeah. lot of a lot of red tape and a lot of paperwork. Um, phone call to a James Bond organisation type organisation in the yeah, in the morning to say, thing. "Hey, uh, look, <laughs> I, I'm putting up a Phantom Three. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, between this time and this time, yeah. um, please don't yeah, send yeah. send your, your people out." Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it was all, it was all really good. Um, yeah, and again, they thought the technology was was fantastic and and similar to what we do here. Got some mm. good results with it. So that's really interesting, I guess, because now that you were taking your the the laws over there, like how hard was it to was it that was that the biggest hurdle over there was getting through the the UK laws for flying? No, it's it, it, again, you know, the the OC um, holder that I, that I worked underneath mm. did, did a lot of that legwork, but yep. it's very similar over here. That yep. you know, you get the the permission from the landowners, i.e., stadiums and, mm. and stuff mm. like that. And then you know, if if you're within you know uh, range of heliports or um, airports, you know, just make mm. sure you, you you're contacting the tower and let them know what you're doing when you're flying. You know, heights you're flying at. Yeah. Um, and, and they're all pretty respectful and, and things like that. And then respect the fact that you've gone to the trouble of of one doing the right paperwork and then and contacting them. So exactly right. And that and that's something that I might also reiterate if for anyone that flies drones and you want to go further. With, with your drones is that um, you know, th- there are the procedures to, that you can follow out there 
to uh, to get yourself to be able to fly around all these places that would be otherwise quite restricted and, and limit you. So that's pretty cool. So while we're overseas, what other... Um, so did you have was you inspired by anyone else overseas using drones now i've i've done a little bit of research as as i got to i know that um uh, there's a little bit of stuff with the english premier league using it um i know i i think the um the yanks are quite uh into it using it for for nfl because i can understand it's quite quite a strategy kind of game and um i think even even with baseball they've they've tended to use it and it's it's again it's helped them Again, you know, it's a game of inches that, you know, any any sort of placement, any any team that has that one centimetre advantage and you have that throughout a season, you'll win. Whereas if you don't, then you're at the bottom. So um, w- w- is there anyone from, from overseas, any other sort of teams that you looked at that you might have got ideas from or, or got any um, sort of uh, experience from what they were doing? Not, not really overseas. I mean, mm-hmm. I started the, the, the drone process sort of back in about 2013 2014 um, when I was down at the, the Newcastle Knights and um, I believe the first ones that I knew of in Australian sport were the Hawthorne guys mm. um, and I think they might have had a big S900 or S1000 that mm-hmm. they were using at training and I thought you know geez that's that's you know very doable that's a, that's a great idea and um, you know I, I bought a, uh, a drone off the net that I built myself and mm. went down a local park and you know crashed it yep sort, <laughs> sort of thought had no idea what I was doing and, and and thankfully I didn't put the GoPro on it at that stage and, yeah. and but I thought yeah this is this has got some merit here and and then yeah obviously you sort of did some more research and found out that yeah the Hawthorne guys were, were mm. using it there and thought geez how, how can I do that and it was about the time that I that came back to Brisbane and, mm. and got in touch with Lee and, and then had another mate that was um, an ex-military pilot that was starting his own drone company mm. and, um, you know, it all sort of fell into place there. And, you know, I'm always actively looking out for who's doing what and where. And um, But I but I can honestly say, you know, Australian sport is is up there in world leaders in terms of analysis and yeah. and the procedures and processes that, that we're tossing up at the moment well you might actually you know i mean i'm not going to say that uh, i actually have had a little bit of a hand in, in helping a top tier sporting team as well um thanks scotty i actually done flew the drone around the inspire 2 we've done a bit of work with the uh with the brisbane lions there a few times sort of uh, helped guide them to what we what we could do with a drone and and then they said thank you very much andy we'll take it from here but still it was good to to go to the training and then um definitely uh, when i came out to to see how you guys um get on with it it's um it's a uh, it's a well-oiled machine out there and and a very serious uh sort of subject and and an atmosphere and it's um it's really good to see that the drone can go in there and just peel back so much information from what's going down and then you guys can just um analyze it and and um well do so well at it you know yeah. you know i mean it's like like anything though it, it you know we don't want to do it sort of half-assed if you like you know no. if we're going to do it we're going to mm. do it properly mm. and yeah. and you know we put the time we put the effort in the coaches look at the vision review the vision and then we show it back to the players mm. so you know it's it's that whole cycle of analysis and you know i wouldn't put the time or the expense into it if i didn't think we were going to get the benefit out of the, the, the back end of it so let's let's talk about the future um not not too much of the future because i know september is not too far away What's the future? What would you like to see with drones? What would you like to see with a drone for your field of uh, sports performance analysis? 
Uh, I mean, uh, initially for me, the, the flight time, mm-hmm. if we, we could have the thing just up there and then, you know, again, we train, you know, 60 to 90 minutes at, at, at a time, mm. um, you know, to be able to ha- have it there, to be able to have it, you know, streaming straight onto our servers, it's being coded, then the players can walk straight back inside. There's no post processing. It's all there ready to go. Um, that, that to me is an efficient turnaround and an efficient use of the technology. Well, um, mm. Yeah, so obviously the, the, you know, the streaming capabilities are there. You know, it's, all, it's all possible um, at the moment, but you know, again, it's ease of use, it's uh, cost, mm. time, resources, having the person there to be able to do that. You know. So um, yeah, you know, probably you know, again, smaller, lighter, all those kind of things, cheaper. Okay, let's think about that smaller, lighter thing for a sec. What happens if there, you could have a drone a man, like one drone on each player? I think the risk versus reward would be too well, much. Let's say the technology is that they're small enough, they're like a little nano drone. Would that would that kind of work, do you reckon? Yeah, that's that's not a bad thought. Yeah. You know, there's some key guys. That, I'll, put, I'll put a paint on that, spy for it, okay? There's some uh, there's some key guys within the, within the team that, that that would be really beneficial for. Yeah. Um, yes. You exactly. Know, see, follow your playmakers around. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. I mean, yeah. The issue is the occlusion and guys switching positions and mm. things mm. like that. It, you know, um, I know that the the, the technology is out there. You see it with the the, the lighting um, uh, displays these days that they do mm. with the swarms of drones um, yeah, exactly. that they don't run right. into each other. So you mm. know, I, I don't think it's that far away. Yep. Um, but yeah, something something along those lines. Uh, you know, individual based drones and I think yeah, it could almost be like artificial intelligence. Like those drones would just know how to you know the algorithms for how players would go, and you'd probably just press the start button and make them go, and then get them back in, and then and then then analyze. That might be definitely something. What about um, drones? In actual gameplay, do you think that there's space for drones at like a major sporting event? Well, I mean, previously Fox have done that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Fox Copter, I believe, was maybe mm. 2016, something like that, and um, it almost got taken out a couple of times. Uh, I think you'll find that they stick with the the spider cams. Yeah, it's got the redundancy. So. Well, it's got the redundancy, and and they, you know. Um, if something happened, yeah. You know, again, when you got a stadium with fifty thousand, eighty thousand people in it, again, your propellers, your HR, and your uh, compliance managers are, are looking at the carbon fiber props and going, yeah, no thanks. Yeah, looking, so I'd probably I, be the same too. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying, and and you know, you know, the spider cams have been fairly successful in in the NFL, and and you know, they use it sparingly over here. Mm. Uh, it would be just good if we if we could get hold of that vision and or have the cameras like we use the drones, you know, behind mm. the play to, to get the angles that we need to use from a, a coaching point of view. Yeah, okay. You lose the drone tomorrow, gone, done, kaput, see you later, and the Mavic as well. What? How does training change? I'm not allowed to use the Spark? Um, no. Okay, that's gone as well? Yep. Jeez, it's been a bad day. It has. Um, we go back to what we've always done, which is using a, a fixed camera. Yep. You know, um, usually end on. Mm-hmm. Um, gives us the best view uh, and as I was demonstrating to some people this morning you know while it's good while we can still you know see the spacings and the lines guys are running uh, it's just not as effective as using the drone when you, mm. you put it you replay it on a, on a big screen for teaching purposes yeah um, and that and that's the the single best use of the drone is to be able to know what the the drills about 
put the drone exactly mm. where you need the drone to be so that when you show it back on a big screen, you get the best teaching angle. Mm. All right. Recreational side of things. You go out to the, the bush, you go hiking and that. Do you, do you take the drone with you? Um, I do. I, I take the spark sometimes and, and mm. then on a couple of camping trips, I've taken the, the Mavic with me and, and, you know, done a few of the beach shots and, yeah, a little bit like that. Mm. Um, in saying that, at this time of year, I don't get, get much time off. Yeah, I can um, imagine. And, you know, I, I try and get a bit of a, a break from it when I can. Mm. But, yeah, you know, as I said, if I have a bit more of an extended break, I always have one in the car ready to go. Yeah, because I'd, like um, I'd like to see what kind of rig we could get hooked up on, your, on, the, um, on the Matrice sometimes. Could be a bit of a collab going on. <laughs> There, perhaps uh, with Dronet and Scotty Barker. Look, mate. Um, look, that's that's been really great. Um, thank you very much. I hope you guys have uh, had a nice little sort of uh, view into how drones are helping in um, major, major, major sport in Australia. Also, how great that Australia is quite a um, a mover and shaker within uh, taking on board using drones for uh, for top tier sport. And uh, also that safety is the, is the key and that, yeah, you know, if you don't ask a question, uh, the answer is no. And you could probably be flipping burgers right now if you hadn't sent that email off. Rather, you hadn't sent that letter off. So I think that's a really cool thing. Um, Scotty, thank you very much for coming down. You're welcome. Good luck with the rest of the season. Thank uh, you. I hope any of the Broncos supporters out there, I, I wish you guys the best. Also, wish the Melbourne Storm the best because they're my team as well. But mate, I thought you were a Roosters fan. You <laughs> tell me you're a Roosters fan. <laughs> no. No, I like chicken, <laughs> but yeah, I like Red Rooster. You might have got it mixed up. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot, guys, for listening. I hope you enjoyed that. And um, yeah, listen up next time for Drone It's podcast and Drone It's Facebook. Facebook live stream and we'll see you guys very soon thank you much you have just listened to another drone group podcast and we thank you so much for listening make sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss out on any of our upcoming chats and make sure to join us on facebook and instagram but like i say man always said it it's not about the destination